Amen. Amen. It is good to have you here this morning. We are getting close to Christmas. We are getting close to that time we celebrate his birth. We know we're getting a baby here. It's an exciting time. We Every year, at the end of the year, we celebrate the birth of our, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I pray that he's your Savior. I pray that he is that you know him as Lord and personal Savior. I want us to, in the very beginning, I know we've got a lot to do, but the Lord's laid this on my heart. I want us to go to the Lord now in, in prayer. And here's what I want us to do. I want us to pray for those that are lost. I want you to pray for those, you know, in Romans 10, 1, it says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for them is salvation. Salvation is at the heart of, heart of God. It was Paul's heart. It was Jesus. Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. I want you to think around your Thanksgiving table. I want you to think around maybe your uh, work place, your office, maybe an in-law, maybe a family member, son or daughter, brother, sister, somebody you know that does not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I want us to take them right now to the throne and I want us to lay them at Jesus' feet because you know it is him and him alone who saves. It is him and him alone who draws sinners to himself and converts the soul, brings them from death to life. The Bible says the fervent prayer of a righteous man does something. We are not righteous in our own strength, but because of what Jesus did for us, we have boldness. We can come before the throne boldly this morning and name the name, name that person, name that person as we go to the Lord now. Father God, as we come before you right now on behalf of of the names that your sons and your daughters are lifting up, whether they're in this room or out there watching somewhere, Lord, people who they've heard the gospel, they've, we've shared it, we've invited them, we've told them about you, Jesus, but for some reason they resist. God, I pray for each person, Lord, whether it's a, a parent, whether it's a child, whether it's a family member, Lord, one of the in-laws, maybe it's a a neighbor across the street or down the way. Lord, I pray for our co-workers. Lord, you hear the names. Lord, the actual names of these individuals are being cast at your feet, Lord. And we are petitioning you, Father God, on behalf of their soul, Lord. Please draw them to yourself. Lord, maybe put somebody in their path. Put a, put a stranger in their path. Put, Lord, is there... Looking through the TV, whether it's late or night, late at night or early in the morning, they may see something or, 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 or watch something, Lord. I pray that maybe on the radio as they're driving and they're coming, Lord, I pray that they'll hear a message, something, Lord. I pray that they'll pick up a track, God, that they'll hear these songs, that they'll hear joy to the world. And, and Lord, they start for maybe the very first time. Why is it joy to the world? Why is it good news? Why is it? I don't understand it. And Lord, that, that question will, will spur them on. We'll, they'll pursue you, Lord, and you will save them. God, you can do that. Wherever they are right now, Lord, I pray that if there's someone in this room, and I pray that if there's someone watching who has yet to trust you as Lord and Savior, please, God, save them. Lord, let today be the day of salvation. Yes, there's a lot going on, but let today be the day of salvation for many God, we give them to you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've got your Bibles, I want to invite you to turn with me. We're going to go to about four places this morning, or at least i got four stickies there. You, at least. Um, Luke, Luke chapter 2, stories 
It's during this time, it's during this time of the year that we talk about all the stories, those famous stories, the wise men. We talk about Mary and Joseph. We talk about shepherds and and they hear the angels sing this morning. What does the angels sing to them? In Luke, Luke chapter 2, in the same region, verse 8. In the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Listen, church, do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all people. Verse 11 says, For today in the city of David there has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ Jesus the Lord. Good news of great joy for all people, the angels tell the shepherds there. Stories. Every person has a story. Every person has has a, a conversation that they talk about. This time of the year, we talk about so many things. We talk about ball games. We talk about what we want for Christmas. We talk about family get-togethers. We talk about so many things. But guys, what should, what should overwhelm us? What should, what should be first and foremost is the good news of great joy, which is for all people. Why is it for all people? Guys, to understand... Christmas did not just start. Christmas, the whole story of Christmas is not just a Luke and Matthew story. The story of Christmas starts all the way back in the very beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and everything was perfect and everything was good. To get Christmas, you got to understand the beginning. To get Christmas, to get the good news of great joy for all people. To understand that that today has been born for you in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ Jesus the Lord. People don't realize they need a Savior. That's why we take them to the throne. I can't save anybody. You can't save anybody. If you and I could, we would. But we can't. God has to save people. God has to change people's hearts. But they've got to see a need. You know, most people don't think they need a Savior. I'm not, I'm not lost. They think, I know exactly where I'm at. I know what I'm doing. I, I, know, what I've, I know where I've come. I know what, I've, what has brought me to this point. I have my life in order. And they don't see the need for a Savior. So when the angels say good news of great joy, which will be for all people, they say, well, yeah, but that's not for me. Listen, when it says, when those angels said all people, the angels were limited in what they knew. The angels did exactly what they were told to do. And when they spoke, the words that they spoke were exactly what they were supposed to speak. And when they say this is good news of great joy for all people, It literally means all people. It means every one of those names that we just prayed for. Every person that you and I know and every person that you and I come in contact with. Because the question is, do they have a Savior? Do they know Christ Jesus as Lord? Have they trusted Him as Lord and Savior? See, we have, as Christians, we have. Why? Because we understand we were lost. We understand... I stand there as they sing and I'm broken over me. I'm broken over the fact of I I am a mess up. 
in the face of a holy and righteous God, and we all are. How in the world could a God so awesome love me? How could He love us so much that He sent us a Son, He sent us a Savior? Why do we need a Savior? In Genesis, everything was perfect. In the beginning, God created heaven and the earth, and He put man and He put a woman in there, and it was perfect. It was amazing. Adam and Eve, it was great. We don't know the time frame. We don't know how long. You have to, have you noticed, you have to understand. I've been here, what, two months or so, and I've taken you back to Genesis regularly, at least in, in, in reference. Why? you got to take people back to the beginning. You gotta take people back to Genesis. You can't walk up to somebody and knock them in the head with the Bible and call them a sinner because they're gonna look at you like you're crazy. But when you show them the fall, when you show them the mess up, when you show them God's word, you show them there how, how the serpent came and entered the picture and everything fell apart in Genesis chapter 3. Look at Genesis chapter 3. Why do we need what the, what the, why do we need what the angels mentioned as Savior? In Genesis chapter 3, there is a fall. The serpent came and he tempted Eve. People say, yeah, but he didn't tempt me. That's their problem, not mine. No, it's a, it's a universal issue that every person on the face of the earth has. A sin problem. God walked with man. The relationship was perfect and sin entered the picture and it was broken. The relationship was broken, but in the curse, in Genesis chapter 3 verse 15, God says something. In the curse of, of man for his rebellion and woman for her rebellion and the serpent for his rebellion, look at what God says, and I will put enmity between you and the woman. And between your seed and her seed. And he shall bruise your head. He shall crush you. And you shall bruise him on the heel. Here we see all the way back in the garden. A prophetic word from God saying hope is coming. A cure is coming. A, a resolution is coming. A, it's going to be fixed. I know what I'm doing. There is a sin problem. But I am sending a Savior. God, every person. Guys, every person are sinners. Every people are sinners. All people are sinners. Good news of great joy, which will be for all people. Let me ask you a question. If you've trusted Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you have a story. And you know what your story is? Inside the bulletin, that says stories. But inside the bulletin, if you have a bulletin, it says your story. You know what your story is? Your story is you, you meeting Christ. Your story, it can be as simple as three different ways to talk about your story. Who you were before Christ, when Christ found you, and who you've been since Christ. That's your story. Before Christ, I was a sinner. I was messed up. I was lost. I rebelled. I was running. I was, I, was, I was living a life for me. I was out there in the world. I was doing like everybody else. Before Christ, I was messed up. Before Christ, I was headed to hell. Before Christ, I was living for me. Before Christ, I was hopeless. Yet I thought I had hope. 
before Christ, I, I would read it and I would hear it and I would be invited and I would push people away and I would shun people before Christ. I was lost. But when Christ found me, when Christ found me, and you fill in your story, you fill in the blank your story, you fill in the blank where you were, or the process it took. You know, before Christ I was living for myself, I was running with the world, I was going at a hundred miles an hour, and yet there was this faithful man or woman. Anybody got a story like that? There was a faithful church, there was a faithful Sunday school teacher, there was a faithful deacon, there was a faithful friend, there was somebody who would not leave me alone. There was a faithful preacher who stood week after week after week after week and he would, he would ride alone about Jesus and he would ride alone about the hope that only Christ could bring. He would ride alone about how you had to have a relationship with Him. And I thought I was good enough before Christ, but then the Holy Spirit started working in my life. He started transforming me. He started, he started convicting me of my rebellion. He started showing me that the way I was living was wrong. He started showing me that I was not a Christian. He started showing me that my life was controlled by me and not Him. The Holy Spirit took over and I repented of my sin. And I, there was a moment to where I placed my trust and my faith. And I gave my life to Jesus and I just stopped running. And I became His. And He became my Savior. Just what the... Angels told the shepherds, good news, great joy came to me. Before Christ, I thought I had, I thought I had it all figured out. Before Christ, I thought I, was, I thought I was where I should be. But when God found me, He changed me. He became my Savior. He became my Lord. He forgave me. I started walking with Him brand new. I started walking with Him fresh. I didn't have all the answers. I didn't understand it all. I, I still would read the Bible and there were difficult places and there were difficult passages and it, and it didn't all really make sense. But I knew He was speaking directly to me in every word I read. Before Christ it was foreign. But when He found me and He made me His very own, it started to make sense. Because it was no longer a foreign story. It was a personal story. It was no longer that preacher who, who bounced around and got loud and got quiet and spit and just got... It, it, was not, it was not his story anymore. It was my story all of a sudden. Because it was me that Jesus saved. It was me that God found. It was me that started realizing that if I had not, if I had not have trusted Christ, I'd been destined for a devil's hell. Far, far separated from God for all of eternity. And since Christ came into my life, bills continued to come. Arguments still happened. And difficulties happened. Life still happened. But I knew God had me. I knew, I knew He was my Savior. I knew that He was my Lord. Good news of great joy for all people. 
This is not just a sermon for a Sunday morning. This is a story for life that every Christian has. Every Christian has that story before Christ and when Christ found me and since Christ found me. Every Christian has that story, period. Before Christ, when Christ, and since Christ. You want a testimony? There's your testimony in three words. Before Christ, I was a rebel. Before Christ, I was messed up. Before Christ, listen to this churchy people. Before Christ, I really wasn't a bad person. I was just lost and living for me. Wasn't doing a lot of bad things. I just wasn't doing it God's way. Before Christ, I, I looked like everybody else. I acted like everybody else. I, 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 before Christ, I sang in a choir. Before Christ, I went on youth trips and I led youth trips. Before Christ, I did a lot of churchy things. But when God found me and broke me and radically became my Lord, then He became my Savior. And I understood it and it made sense. Look over with me. John. John chapter 1. John chapter 1. So many people miss the simplicity of the story. It's radically big. God created a perfect world and He put perfect people in a perfect world. And sin entered the picture. And it, it, it destroyed the whole conversation. But it didn't surprise God. God wasn't taken off guard. He knew it. God's a sovereign God. He's not a God of accidents. That serpent didn't shock God. God didn't come wandering through the garden saying, Adam, where are you? Eve, where are you? As if God lost Adam and Eve in the garden. That's not God. No, God needed Adam and Eve to say, here I am, Lord. I'm the mess up over here hiding. God still needs us. To do just what Adam and Eve did. Hey God, hear me, I'm the mess up. I, I need saving. I'm hiding. A lot of the world is hiding. A lot of the world is running. In John chapter 1, verse 4. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shined in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. The Savior of the world came. Jesus came to this world to seek and to save that which was lost. Who was lost? Every person was lost. Every person needs a Savior. There's no one immune to this conversation. There's no one going to slip through this crack. Because it is good news of great joy to all people. In the city of David is born for you today a Savior who is Christ Jesus the Lord. That's a conversation that all people need to hear, that all people need to receive, that all people must accept. There are no excuses. There are no exceptions. Jesus came to his own, and his own received him not. The, the light shined in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Jesus Christ came to this world to seek sinners and to save sinners, which you and I, as Paul, we're the foremost, we're the chief. But so many people don't see him for that. They don't see what he did for them. Go with me, just look at what he did for Second Second Corinthians chapter 5. Chapter 5. Look at what he did. 
If you're a Christian, you know this. If you're a Christian, this is part of your story. If you're a Christian, this is part of your story in your salvation moment and in your conversation of looking back and the transformation you're going through. If you're still sitting and playing the part of good church person, of good social member, Let me tell you something. This good news and great joy is for you this morning. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21. He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf. The Christmas message is the substitutionary atoning work of Jesus Christ there on the cross. He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf. He substituted His self for us. He took our place. It should have been us hung out there on a cross. It should have been us who died. But He made Him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we would become the righteousness of God in Him. So that we, He traded. We take His righteousness and He took our sin. We take all the goodness, the sons, the the heir. The joint heir. We take the adoption part. And he takes the punishment part. He made him who knew no sin. To be sin on our behalf. That's what the Savior of the world came to do. That's the good news of great joy right there. We were separate. We were far, far away. You were far, far away. Your story. What is your story? If you're a Christian, you got a story. You just fill in the blanks with your story. Before Christ, you know, before I became a Christian, before, before God found me, before I surrendered my life to Christ, I was, and fill in your blank. You say, I don't have nothing to tell anybody. I don't know how to talk to people. Use three words, transition through those three words. Before Christ, when Christ, and since Christ. We talk about everything else. Good news, great joy for all people. Yeah, but they they need to come into a building. They're not going to come into a building. You notice that? Have you noticed that? We have beautiful buildings all over the place. Good preaching, great music. All over the place. And there's a lot of them that will never darken these doors. And yet we... Yet we who have a story, your story, good news, great joy to all people. A Savior came. A Savior who became sin in my place. He, he, he took my punishment. He took the, what I deserved and gave me His goodness. Before Christ, I was lost. I was, I was just living for me. I, I was running. I... I was doing like the rest of the world. I looked like everybody else. There was a party. I was there. <laughs> you needed the, you needed the show. I walked in the room and the show showed up. But when Christ found me, He changed me. When I met that Christ, when I met the Savior of the world, when I got the good news and the good news clicked, Jesus is my Lord now. I'm not perfect. 
I still mess up. I still do things I shouldn't. But you know what? He convicts me and I repent. He convicts me and I cry out for forgiveness. He convicts me and I, and I can't run from Him anymore. I know when I'm doing wrong. I know there's, there's this spirit inside of me. He's given me Himself. He's, he's not a foreign God. He's a personal God. Before Christ, I thought it was their story. Now it's my story. Good news of great joy for all people. Today, in the city of David, is born for you a Savior. People have got to see the rebellion. And then they see God being so good. You know, God could have wiped it all out. You get on, you keep reading. He started to. He looked down, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. and God relented. Whatever that means, I don't get it. Praise God. Praise God that we serve a God of second, third, fourth, fifth, infinite seemingly, seemingly chances. There's going to come a day to where the chances end. You know, there comes a day when the running stops. There comes a day when the, hey, I'll put this off. I'm going to kick this can on down the road and I'm going to fix that one when, it, when I'm ready to give the keys. Because my life, I know what I'm doing. That's not how it works. People bust hell all day long, wide open. The light shined in the darkness and the darkness refused it. Because the darkness like their evil deeds. What is your story? What is your story? Guys, we've got to be Chapel Hill. We've got to be able to put our story in three simple words. It can last three minutes. It can last 30 minutes. Before Christ, when Christ, since Christ. Do you have a story like that? Or are you still before Christ? Honestly, church... You don't, you, you can't play this. You're watching, you're listening out there, social media, you're watching this. You've been this far. Do you have a story? Why not? Let me tell you, Jesus Christ came to seek and to save that which was lost. If you're lost, He's offering salvation to you. He's offering hope to you. Guys, that's the Christmas story. For God so loved the world so much that He didn't let us go where we deserved. But He sent us hope. We rebelled in the garden and we ran as far and as fast away from God. And we were enemies of God, but He did not quit pursuing us. He went so far as to crush His only Son there on the cross so that you and I could have hope. So that we could be brought back. He never let us get so far out of the, His sight for a savior was born today in the city of David who was Christ Jesus our king and our savior see your savior is he your savior this morning do you have a story this morning listen we prayed for those this morning that we know were lost we prayed for Sons and daughters, brothers and sisters, we are praying. And my thing right now, if you're not a Christian, if you don't have a story, if you don't have a, have a before Christ, if you're still in the before Christ, then why not right now just say, Jesus, save me. I believe that you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. Come into my life. I surrender my life. I'm tired of running. There can be people, there can be Sunday school teachers get saved. There can be people that stood up, sat on this stage earlier who could get saved. 
We all look the same. We all look saved. Born again. New birth. New in Christ. Does your story have a new birth? A a time to where Christ found you and made you His very own and saved you. Why not now? Father God, I come to you right now on behalf of every person listening, every person watching, every person here in this room. Lord, if there's some person here who, God, their story's not complete. Their story is half written. Their story is half told. Their story is still before meeting you. They've been running. They're still out there. They're still far, far away. Holy Spirit of God, draw them so close to yourself right now, Lord. Draw sinners to you. Lord, convict them. Show them their need for you. Listen, if it's one of you in here, all you've got to do is stop. Submit your heart, your life Repent of your sins, cry out for mercy and forgiveness, believe in Him, and from right now on, go live for Him boldly and passionately. Run so hard for Jesus the rest of your life and let your story be. There was a day, it was before Christmas in 2020, there was a pandemic, there was a, it was a crazy time in our life. But you know, God, I heard from God one Sunday morning and He spoke to me and I just simply trusted Him by faith and since then I've lived for Him and He's my Lord. That can be your story. Jesus has got to be the transition. Jesus has got to be that substitutionary atoning one in your life there has to be a sin payment and you can't do it alone Jesus has already done it simply trust him in his name we pray amen